Good evening. Today is Wednesday, June 2nd, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is chapter six, Into Action, and it's our final uh, discussion night of the week on step five. Our speaker tonight is Leslie M. Thank you, Leslie. Go ahead. Thank you so much, Wendy. Appreciate it. And I don't know if Kira is here yet, but thank you, Kira, for asking me to do this service. I really appreciate it. I'm just going to give you a little background on um, where I've come from, how long I've been around, um, and I've been around a long time. This year, I will be in OA for 31 years. Um, and at the end of February, I um, celebrated three years of entire abstinence and being recovered. And I do um, introduce myself as a recovered compulsive overeater today. And I'm very, uh, very, very grateful for that. Um, I didn't have any idea all the years that I've been in OA, I had some periods of abstinence, but I didn't have any idea um, what the recovery was actually like. Um, you know, I, uh, it was all for me prior to that, it was all white knuckled. I, you know, I, I, I thought I was doing the work, um, but when I actually got right down to it, I wasn't. My introduction to the big book was about six years ago. And um, I did get recovered one other time. And through that experience, I learned, um, you know, that I was not terminally unique and that I needed to do all the, take all the actions that are described in this book instead of, oh, well, I don't think I would need to do that one, or I don't need to pray and meditate, or I don't need to do a nightly review, or I don't need to make any extra phone calls. I found that I need to take all these actions in order to um, have this recovery to be a recovered compulsive overeater one day at a time. So I've been around a long time and um, my, the food was, um, uh, you know, I, at, at the end, the food was going to be my master. Um, I had, um, I had, uh, I was, it was the end of 2017 and I had, um, I listened to, I also listened to a vision for you, which is a, um, a phone meeting. Um, that, that is an OA meeting that talks about the big book every day. And, um, but I, I had gotten a sponsor and um, I, she had sent me a beginning assignment and I did that assignment. Um, but at that point, I knew that I wasn't being honest. Um, and that was really the first gift that my higher power gave me was honesty. And with that, with that, um, that gift, um, I took the month of December in 2017 and I, um, I told some people that, that, that I'd been lying all along about my food, about my program, about everything. You know, and I didn't have to tell the entire world, but I had to share it at some of my meetings. I had to share it with some people in program. And in fact, there was someone I was still sponsoring while I was in the food. And um, obviously I had to go to her when I went to her and said, you know, I can't sponsor you anymore. I'm still in the food. She said, so am I. So, you know, I, I, you know I, I know that that's exactly what happens is that I find the people um, that are doing the same thing that I'm doing. And, um, and so I'm grateful, you know, now that I have become recovered, um, that I can, um, you know, that I also have people that are recovered in my life. And I'm very grateful for that, people that do the work. So it's, it's, it's an amazing journey. Um, I came back in January and I was still listening to that meeting, but I got a sponsor in January of 2018, started the work. I was seven weeks abstinent and um, I went to a meeting and I heard something that got stuck in my head and I binged over that. 
And I had been, as I said, I had been seven weeks abstinent. Um, and at that point, I knew that food was going to be in charge of the rest of my life if I didn't do something different. Um, and so I, I learned how to say yes, ma'am, instead of yes, but, you know, whatever you tell me to do. The other thing was, is that my the sponsor I had at the time had never had somebody, you know, um, break their abstinence while that she was working with them. So she didn't really know what to do. So we decided um, that I was going to read through this book every day. And whatever I read, if I had a question or if I needed her to go over with me, but we had already been through the, you know, the book up to pay up to the fourth step. So, um, and I, so I went back through it and my decision was that I needed to believe that everything that was in this book was true. And that if I didn't believe something, then I had to question myself. And, and that happened for me, um, before we get to here, it happened on page 55 where it says that, you know, um, in, the, in every man, woman, and child, there is the idea of a higher power. And I had never, ever, ever believed that. And so, and where that got me was, it got me to the point where I, I um, you know, the questions that I asked myself that day was that I really didn't believe that I was worthy of that. I didn't believe that I deserved it. And that's why, um, you know, it, it, it hadn't worked. Um, so I'm really, I'm grateful that, you know, I could take that stance. I could, uh, you know, decide that I needed to do all these all these actions in the book, um, you know, which gets me to uh, the fifth step. You know, I got I, the, with the fifth step. I knew that I needed to do this. And this was one of the scariest things because I had in all the times that I had been in program, I had done other fourth and fifth steps. Um, I had never been that thorough. I had never um, really looked that hard at myself because I was afraid to do that. I was afraid that I was just too broken, too damaged, um, and that, you know, that this was not going to, uh, this wasn't going to work for me. But as I said, you know, when I went through it, when I started again, I said, I'm going to give myself 100%. And if it doesn't work, that's okay, because I will have done it to the best of my ability. And when I actually did that, what do you know? I got recovered, you know? So it felt so hard back then. Now I look back at it and I realize that, you know, it was the best thing that I ever did for myself. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of information in, in the big book about it, about the fifth step. One of the things that it says here is that, um, you know, this requires action on our part, which when completed will mean that we have admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our de defects. Um, it says that it's, it's really hard. Um, and it was hard. It was scary. I, this time around, I had done it. I did it with my sponsor and, and my sponsor and I spoke half an hour a day, generally five days a week. And that's how we did the fifth step. I know a lot of people and I've done it previously. I've done it all in one big fell swoop, you know, a couple hours or however long it took. Um, but this time it was, it was just a half an hour. And then we, you know, we continued until I finished. Um, but the thing that really worked out well for me, and I, I wasn't sure that it was going to, as my sponsor was giving me some feedback during the fifth step, and some of it, a lot of it, I was already aware of, but hearing feedback about my, about my defects of character caused a whole bunch of feelings that I, I needed some time to process. And that's what I found in doing that half an hour slots each time, that the time in between, I had time to feel those feelings and not 
do anything else with them. Um, that was one of the amazing things for me was when I got to uh, a year of uh, a year of abstinence and being recovered. I thought, oh my God, I felt my feelings and I didn't die, you know, because I think that you know that was always an excuse for me. I know that I'm a compulsive overeater because I have the allergy and the obsession, but you know I always blamed it on the feelings, you know, good, bad, or anywhere in the middle. Um, that's what I blamed it on, but that was not the case. But so anyway, doing doing the fifth step that way, and I do that with my sponsees today. Um, I do it in half hour increments, and I don't know if they have it, they get the same thing that I got, but I got time to process my feelings, and um, yeah, to just process what was happening, you know, because I was telling I was telling this woman, this woman that I had never met, um, you know, all the things about me, you know, that I was ashamed of and that I ate over. And, you know, and that was a really hard thing, but it was the only way that it was going to change anything in my life. And I knew that. Um, well, actually, I, you know, I, I didn't know it. You know, I just had faith what I had faith in and what my third step decision was is that I'm going to go on with the rest of the work. You know, a lot of people talk about having spiritual awakenings along the way. I didn't have a, my spiritual awakening till I was in 11, uh, step 11. So along the way, I was trusting the process. I was trusting that the, that when I listened to this a Vision for You meeting on the phone every day, I heard people who saying they were recovered. They had what I wanted. And so if they did this and it worked for them, I was going to believe that if I did it to the best of my ability. And that's the other thing I found, that everybody has their own personal experience, exactly the experience that they need, they have, you know. I mean, I've had people that have had hundreds of resentments or, you know, and then I had somebody that had like 10 resentments and it was like, you know, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Um, I have somebody that uh, we're just, we're um, in, in the fourth step and, um, you know, just reading through it. And she said, you know, should I start now? I said, you know, we're going to read through the chapter and then you're going to, then you're going to do that work. And it's going to be exactly what you need it to be. Um, she's in another program. She just worked a fourth step. She said, I may not have a lot. I said, it'll be what you need. And I know for me, that was the personal experience that I needed. I just needed to, you know, do this, um, you know, write it all down and then tell somebody else, you know, because God already knew about it. I, you know, by doing the fourth step, I was, I made myself, I had myself aware of it, but by, um, you know, by sharing it with another person, that was it. Because it says here, um, in actual practice, we usually find a solitary self-appraisal insufficient. You know, that me just knowing it myself is not going to change anything. I have to get it out there into the light of day, into the air. And, and, uh, and telling, by telling someone else, you know, it, I really acknowledged it. And, and, and I feel like I held, you know, I held myself accountable for it. Um, and that was a really good thing for me. because. I know that I can't change my defects, but I need to be aware of them. And I need to know how I behave every day because I was basically behaving um, from a very defensive position. And in the end, my concept, my conception of a higher power is love and acceptance. And I know today that if I am being loving and accepting in the world, that I am doing my higher power's will. And I'm very grateful for that. It says, um, you know, that there are reasons why we shouldn't skip this fifth step. If we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. You know, 
Time after time, newcomers have tried to keep to themselves certain facts about their lives, trying to avoid this humbling experience. They have turned to easier methods. Almost invariably, they got drunk. And, you know, if I tried, <coughs> I remember other fist ups that I've done, and there were things that I didn't want to talk about and didn't. But this time I knew that if I had written it down in the four step, I needed to share it with my sponsor. And that's who I gave my, my, my fist step to. Um, because I, I needed to, I needed to be humbled. You know, when I started back over again, I knew that, um, you know, one thing I always say to myself is there's a God and I'm not it because I thought I was, I needed to be in control of everything. And I thought I knew what was best for everyone else. Um, and I found that out. I still use that all the time is I have to remember that I don't, I barely know what's best for me. And I certainly don't know what's best for anyone else. And I'm just very grateful for that. It says here, they only thought they had lost their egoism and fear. They only thought they had humbled themselves, but they had not learned enough of humility, fearlessness and honesty in the sense we find it necessary until they told someone all their life story. So I needed to, I needed to show up with whatever, whatever God had had me write down in my four step. I needed to talk about it. And I did that. Um, you know, it also talks about it. It also talks about in, in the fifth step, you know, I needed to, um, you know, I needed to at the end, I needed to take that hour and sit down and, and go over and see if there was something else that, you know, I felt like I left out. Um, they talk in here often about, um, you know, that we need to find the right person in order to do it with. Obviously, I know that I'm lucky. We have we have Zoom now. We can talk to all these different people, you know. But I had a sponsor who, who was getting to know me and learning things about me. And that's what I did. You know, in the end, um, that sponsor ended up um, leaving the program and I ended up having to get someone else. And I did do another fourth and fifth step with her, um, partly because I wanted to see if this process was going to, I thought was going to work, but also just to let her really know me, you know, and, and have that, have that experience. So I'm really, you know, that was really an important part of it for me, too. Um, but it says here, returning home, we find a place where we meet quiet for an hour, carefully reviewing what we have done. We thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. And, you know, my experience, you know, in going through this book um, and in doing these steps, as I said, to the, to the best of my ability, because I can't do it. I can't, I can't have anyone else's experience. You know, I can compare myself. I can try and do that, but I know that I really need to, I need to just show up and, and, and do the best that I can, you know, and, and, and that's what really has worked for me. And I'm very, very, very grateful. Um, it says, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, it says that the other person that, that we're giving this to, which is why it's so great to have a sponsor or and or co-fellows in recovery, you know, because people here, I mean, when they were writing this book, there was, you know, there was no AA, you know, I'm well, there was AA in the very beginning, but there wasn't a lot of people. And I know that a lot of people talk about things and they say, oh, yeah, my friends are all telling me I'm too hard on myself. Um, you know, I'm not doing this. And this is just. You know, what it did for me, this whole process, the whole fourth or nine process, what it did for me was it made um, my life just history. 
just facts, you know, it's just stuff five I, minutes. Thank you. Five minutes. Yeah. It's just stuff that I look back at now and it's part of my story. You know, it's part of the things that I use to help, um, help my sponsees. I give them examples of things that have happened in my life, but I no longer feel that guilt and shame. And I think that's really what the fifth step did for me the most was by telling another person, I can now talk about it and I can say, you know, my life has, has, has not been, you know, all sunshine and roses, but, but it's so fantastic now that, uh, you know, I, I, you know, it's just, it is, it's beyond, you know, I say this all the time. It's beyond my wildest dreams. My life has just gotten so fantastic. Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, it's funny because I'm old now. <laughs> Didn't know this was going to come up. Um, I'm, I turned 70 this year and I, um, yeah, it's like, oh my God, how did that happen? But I, I, I feel better now probably than almost any other time in my life because I took this step and I trusted that it was going to work. You know, I trusted that others believed and that it worked for them. You know, it says we pocket our pocket our pride and go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. It says once we have taken this step, withholding nothing, we are delighted. I think I do remember being delighted, but it says we can look the world in the eye. And that's something that I had never been able to do before. After doing this, I, I all of a sudden had the essence of being okay with myself. And um, I had always been looking for everyone else. I wanted, of course, I wanted to blame everyone else for everything that happened to me. But, but I also, I was also looking for that validation from others, you know, that I wasn't okay. And I knew that I was. It says we can be alone at perfect peace and ease. I have that. I have that. It's, it's, um, you know, I have now at this point what I call an empty brain. And I mean, because I could obsess about anything. For me, it just wasn't the food. It was family, friends, work, whatever came down the pike. I say it all the time. I can make a mountain out of any molehill. And I, and I did that. And of course, the more I talked about something, the writer I got and the wronger the other person got. So it was, um, you know, this experience has really has changed everything. And it also says our fears fall from us. And I was I, I was a really very, very fearful person. And, um, you know, and and not that I'm not never afraid now. I do have fear. Um, but now I, you know, I have things I have a, a solution. I have tools. I can I have things that I can do about it. I can work with 10 step and and just go on with it from there. But it also says we begin to feel the nearness of our creator. And I believe that that was true. I, I wasn't there yet. Um, I, as I said, my spiritual awakening didn't really happen for me until step 11. But as I went through this process and just stayed in every step that I was doing, whatever step I was doing, that's where I stayed, um, that I had the experience that I needed to have. And, um, and that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Leslie. That was wonderful. Oh, wow. I so appreciated that. Um, okay. 
We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. Uh, we ask that you accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host, hostess with the most is Emily, will call the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper, Amy, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. Thank you. All right. Any questions? <laughs> Any shares? Maybe. I will uh, go. Thank you, Team Wednesday. Thank you, everybody giving service tonight. And thank you, Leslie, um, for your wonderful share on step five. You know, I, uh, thank you for, you know, speaking about trusting the process so much and so often and going back to that, that we commit, that we commit 100%, that half measures availed us nothing. Um, I, I appreciate you driving that home. You said... You said telling another person relieves the shame. And then shortly after that, you read the promise, our fears fall from us. And I have them next to each other in my notes. And I drew like a little connector between relieving the shame and the fear falling away. And I don't know that I really thought of those things together like that, that the shame keeps us in fear um, because, you know, it's a hiding kind of, fearful place. Um, but I wanted to ask you if you could draw, if you would like in your experience, a parallel between step five after an inventory when you're working with a sponsor and the piece of step five that appears when you're doing step tens throughout your recovery. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the step five experience for me, as I said, was was unique because it was done because I did it differently. But it was also, you know, it was, it was getting it out there and just being able to say who I was, you know. And that's what I find when I do a step 10 now also, you know, it's sharing those parts of me that normally I would eat over. Normally I would hide and say, oh no, you can't see that. You know, now I have people that I can speak to and that they're, they're like, yeah, you know, you're just like me, you know, or I've done that, you know, and whatever it is. And I'm just so grateful to be able to, um, you know, have this process. And, and, you know, it does, it just clears, it clears it out. And, and it just, it does, it absolutely amazes me. But the shame, you know, for me is really, it's really been, it's been removed, you know, just like the obsession. And, you know, I really, at this point in my life, I feel like an entirely different person, but I don't feel as old as I am. Thank God. Thank you for your question. Oh, thank you so much for that answer. Thank you. Okay, Michelle. Hello, my name is Michelle O. Thank you, Hi, Leslie. Michelle. I'm a compulsive reader in Michigan. Um, I really appreciated that share. And um, I'd love to hear your perspective, Leslie, about maybe if you could share more, please, about your 
willingness to believe that in you there was a concept of a higher power and how maybe um, letting go in that way and finding that you are worthy gave you the courage. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Did it help you to find the courage to um, release that shame and, and be more open in your step five? Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for the question. Yeah, when I that paragraph on page 55 is was the turning was a real turning point for me. You know, just being able to ask that question. Am I worthy? Am I deserving of this? You know, and I didn't and I didn't believe at that point that I was. But, I, you know, as I said, I've listened to this phone meeting and I would say, you know, if it can work for them, it will work for me. And I did you know, that was part of the process. It was part of, for me, it was part of trusting the process of the steps and trusting what was written in the book. You know, I never had those clear directions before I really started working with the big book. And so I knew that, you know, that, and I had the trust. I didn't know that it was going to work, you know, but I, but I believed that it would because it had worked for so many other people. And so I'm grateful, you know, but but really what happened was, is that I just knew that if I gave it a hundred percent and I got to the end and I was, you know, I went back into the food that I know that I would have given it my best. And if I was going to give it, if I was able to give it my best, I believed that it would work. Um, I, I wasn't sure, you know, people are like, well, you know, of course I knew, you know, some people that have those, you know, big aha moments. I didn't have one of those big aha moments. I had that educational variety where it's, it came to me really slowly, but I kept believing what I was hearing and what I was reading in the book, because that was why they put, that's why they wrote this book so that we can find, so that I could find a power greater than myself that was going to restore me. And that is exactly what has happened. So I, my third step decision was I'm going to do the work of the rest of the steps. I'm going to trust this process. And that, you know, that helped me, you know, walk through that and know that this was the right place for me to be. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Leslie. Hi, I'm, uh, I'll take a turn. I'm Emily D. Uh, recovering in Chicago. Hi, I love your star earrings. Um, <laughs> and your yellow. It's great. You know, I, I have a share and I might have a question. Sometimes I have a preamble and then it, it turns into a question, but I've got three minutes. So let me see what happens. You know, I, someone said something over the weekend and you said this too, this piece um, in the big book that we can be alone and at perfect peace. Um, that to me, when I, when I, I got abstinent in the pandemic um, a year, about a year and a month ago. And I remember uh, I had just ended a relationship that I was in and I was in my apartment and I was all by myself and I knew that I could either go insane, which felt very available to me, like not too far off or go to OA. And I had been in the rooms for seven years with technical abstinence and like then a slow relapse and the idea of being alone, and, and, and I don't mean like, you know, I don't seek necessarily to like, I live alone, I'm single, I'm child-free, I don't have pets, like I own a business. I mean, there's a lot of like alone 
So it's not that I need more. It's not about like, um, you know, it's that difference between like solitude and isolation, you know, and the solitude and being at peace with that, like from this place, I'm really excited to invite people in. It's like, you know, when you move into a new apartment or a new house and, and I feel like, well, I want, I want to like bring in beautiful artwork. I want to bring in honesty. I want to bring in, you know, love. I want to bring in the light of God. And when you talked about, um, the fifth step being a place in where you or an experience that really taught you about connection. I've been so desperate in the food for attention and validation, but what I really want is connection. And, um, that doesn't come in quantity, like all the time it comes in, you know, just small moments. And I was thinking like what you were saying about your sponsor and you, you gave your fifth step to her. And of course you did. Right. I know we have other options, but of course my sponsor and I were talking about that today. It's like, by the time you get to your fifth, if you've been honest, your sponsor knows your hit list, you know, like, so mine called me out on like, why isn't that person in there? And I was like, right. I've bitched and moaned about them plenty in the first three, four steps. So um, I really think just that relationship, it, it codifies it um, in a way that I was like, wow, really felt just no judgment and completely deserving. And then the last thing I want to say, and I guess there isn't a question. Well, maybe I'll call you with a question, but um, that for me, I've heard it said like the fourth and fifth step is like open heart surgery. So like, let's get you open and then like, let's close you up. Right. And like move you on to six and seven, you know, so we're not going to luxuriate here too long. And that was radical to me because I hear people in the rooms in Chicago sometimes and in other meetings, like I've been on my fourth for a year and I'm like, oh my God, that sounds awful. So anyway, thanks for your example. I really loved your share. Thank you, Emily. We have time. Is there any? Sorry, Victoria. <laughs> Over to you. No, you're good. Honestly, the skin tone emoji and my background are very close together. So I, I understand that confusion. So I'm Victoria. I am a compulsive overeater, um, in North Carolina. Um, thank you everyone who is here, who's making this meeting possible. I at risk of repeating everything that was just said, but it feels like it could be different in my heart. Who knows? But I just want to thank you so much because the promises of this step, I think when I was going through it at the first time, I really didn't have any perspective of, of what it was going to feel like looking back on the other side. Um, and I remember my sponsor saying, okay, well now take an hour and, and call me back and see how you felt. And I felt something, but what was it? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like now I have an idea of what I think it was, but I just, I was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed to, when I call her, I'm supposed to feel something. Um, but really I had felt like I was able to say some things that I didn't even know were shameful to me. Um, that I didn't even know were secrets I was keeping, but just, you know, like, like I'm the type of, I know nobody in this meeting can believe this, but I talk all the time. I have no problem talking. I could talk to a wall for hours, but I have, 
I, I am very out there with, you know, personal things that other people might feel like, oh, I can't share that. You know, I was bullied growing up. And so I, I feel like I developed this defense mechanism of let me say the shocking thing so that I chase you away before you get to know me and I risk vulnerability. Um, so I didn't really, you know, before the fifth step, I wasn't like, oh my God, I have to tell things, you know? And I knew my sponsor, um, I remember telling my sponsor with the sex inventory, she was like, you know, it just depends, just depends on how many partners you've had. And um, I was like, well, I'm a huge loser, so it won't take me that long. And she said, oh, well, I'm a huge loser and it took me a very long time. And I think just, you know, just the fact that we were able to have that conversation and like, just really interesting that we both felt like shame over our past behaviors that were sort of, you know, possibly opposite of each other. It made me feel really good and just safe, but really I noticed the things that were hard to give up, but felt the best were things that were just ideas that I thought I had to be, whether it was as Victoria, as a woman, as, you know, a person who's 26 years old at the time. I mean, it was just really beautiful to have that trust um, and be able to feel vulnerable, not just with my sponsor, but with my higher power and knowing that, Hey, I said it out loud. And almost, I imagined as if I was seeing my voice bubble go up, you know, into the clouds. So, um, I don't know what people can take from that, but yeah, fifth step, love it, do it. And thanks for your, um, you know, thanks for your share and uh, leading us tonight. Thanks. Thanks, Victoria. All right, well, it's 8.47, so uh, we will now stop.